Welcome to the Real Estate Secrets Podcast for healthcare professionals, hosted by Austin Hare and Nathan Palmer, who together have over two decades of real estate knowledge and investing. This show is about sharing lessons in commercial real estate that were learned from trial and error and working directly with CEOs of billion-dollar healthcare organizations. Our mission is to teach the insider strategies used by the big guys to everyday healthcare operators in order to get access to the best real estate at the best prices. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Austin here and I'm here with my partner, Nate Palmer today. And we're going to be discussing a very popular question that we get a lot, which is, should I buy or rent my location? So Nate, how would you answer that question? Yeah, man, uh, loaded question, uh, great topic. Uh, there's not one right answer for everybody. Um, you know, so I'll do my best to answer or at least make some observations on, on what we've seen from our clients, anywhere from, you know, small independent operators to, to, uh, groups with hundreds of locations. And, and it's really, <clears throat> the answer is really that, that simple, you know, th- there's not one right answer for everybody. Um, you know, some of it depends on, um, the practices or the doctor for that matter, his long-term kind of growth and wealth portfolio. So there's some inherent characteristics about owning your own ability. Oh, I'm sorry, owning your own building that are positive, and there are some that are are less positive, right? I mean, the less positive attributes might be, hey, uh, you know, if if you look at um, this as a separate business, a separate investment from your practice, uh, you now have a building and practice where you've got all your all your money, all your eggs in one environment. We 100% advocating owning real estate, but but much like as you've seen from large national companies, CVS, whoever, you know, largely there's not an appetite to own your own building because the day that that, that building no longer makes sense for your practice, the value is decimated. And so, you know, we we a lot of times work with people to understand and think through the benefits or the abilities to own real estate, but maybe but maybe not own the physical real estate long-term that you occupy, um, unless there's some strategic advantage or some unique circumstance that, that we could talk about. But, but largely that's the conversation. And you know, for a lot of our clients who are multi-unit or have the aspirations to be multi-unit, the other challenge with, with owning your real estate is you have a lot of sunk equity into real estate that could be um, invested into your practice. And so um, I'll give you one example. One of the groups that we first worked with, um, my God, it's been nine, 10 years ago now, um, was a physician group. They had 11 practices. They owned the real estate in six of them. Uh, they had tapped business lines of credit basically to get to that point. Um, and they felt to continue to build their wealth, they needed to own some of their real estate. So here we are, they have 11 locations, they own six of them. We did analysis for them after after getting to know them a little better, understand their business and how how much revenue they were doing. That you know they were basically paying themselves about a nine percent return on the dollars they invested in their real estate, but their business was generating more than fifty percent returns on every dollar that they used invested into their practice. And so we went through a strategy and a methodology whereby uh, we sold the buildings they own as investment sales. Uh, they signed long-term leases on those buildings. We sold them. They were able to get top dollar for them. 
we use the proceeds of that to pay down or pay off their business line of credit and it freed up a lot of equity. We then utilized, with that client specifically, we then utilized that strategy in five years to take them from 11 to a little over 30 locations uh, before they were then acquired. So they used, they used uh, the idea of real estate ownership to help fuel their growth, uh, but only taking temporary ownership ultimately in their buildings. Um, so it's a big, it's a big conversation. It, it, uh, it can have a lot of different applications depending on our clients' desires and interests. You know, sometimes we meet folks where they don't have the aspiration to open another office. They just have their single office. They're happy with it. They're probably never going anywhere. Obviously your risk at that point is, is much less, but, but the thing you have to think about is, is kind of the, estate or exit planning component and you know likely when you no longer want to work whether you give the practice to to somebody you sell it or whatever happens to it that new owner is going to then evaluate if that real estate makes sense for that business and if if they believe it's going to still make sense for the following 10 to 20 years so uh, we've had a number of instances and we've been involved and are still involved in many, many cases where uh, we have clients who are in the process of acquiring locations. Um, the, the folks that they're acquiring those practices from own the buildings. Therefore, uh, certainly the doctors who own, are selling the practice who own the building don't want to be stuck with the building if we were to relocate the practice. So inevitably, we have to work out something to also buy the building. However, it's a location that we do not long-term want to operate in. Uh, so as we are negotiating to acquire that practice, ultimately it's getting discounted because of what we feel like we're going to have to do uh, in the disposition process for that physical building. So, so um, to be clear, we will always advocate, advocate real estate ownership. Uh, we believe it's a great wealth building vehicle uh, but we will also always advocate that uh, usually the risk involved in owning your own real estate is much better mitigated by participating in real estate opportunities where you're not also the tenant uh, and using that real estate vehicle to help build your wealth system. But uh, sorry, yeah, that, that was a long question. To no, that's good. That's good. That was a really good distinction because you look at from the outside looking in, I mean, you've got companies that are wildly successful like McDonald's who always own their own real estate and then you also got companies like Walgreens who are wildly successful who never own their own real estate and how can both of those companies be right <laughs> and the answer is because it depends like a lot of other things so I think um, the question that you have to ask yourself and I'm, I'm kind of just reiterating what Native already said but is how many practices and how many locations do you want to own and how much do you want to grow now it's you can it at the end of the day, it's really just a math question because typically real estate can get you about a 10% return on your investment, sometimes more if, if you develop it. But if your practice is giving you 30, 40, 50% return, then it, it just doesn't make sense for you to invest the money in real estate if you can invest in opening up new practices. Now, that being said, if your goal is to get um, you know, one location and and build that up as much as you can, then yeah, it's a great way to diversify your income stream. So I think it's really interesting what you said about um, being able to participate in both by investing in real estate, but just not necessarily your own real estate, which is another way to 
mitigate yeah, or risk. maybe temporarily right maybe with a plan to buy it redevelop or develop it and then immediately um, sell it and, and get all your equity back and move on to something yeah. else yeah because like you said you know as the primary tenant you are driving the value of that building if you were to go buy a building with no tenants you know as a hypothetical example it might be worth a million and a half if you fill that building with amazing accredited you know a plus tenants you could drive the building up to three million dollars and then if you got a decent credit somewhere in between i mean you're still looking at adding five hundred thousand to a million dollars in value from that building so you by being a healthcare operator renting out the building you can drive that value up by a significant amount you could potentially sell that rent it to yourself and take the cash in order to invest in opening up new locations i mean there's really a lot of strategies that we don't have time to go to on this podcast so the short answer is that it's just situational, but hopefully that sheds some light for you guys on the, like at least what questions to ask yourself when it comes to looking at renting or buying, because you're not an idiot if you rent <laughs> and you're not an idiot if you buy. It really just depends on what your long-term goals are. So uh, that's all for that topic, guys. Uh, have a great day. And if you missed our, our topic about cap rates, if that sounds confusing to you, then tune into the podcast before that where we break down what a cap rate is and what determines those values. So. We will talk to you next time and bye for now.